I just had to observe one minute of silence before the show started um, for our fallen soldier. Um, today is a very sad day for, for Rug Radio. Today is a very sad day for, for, for Rec Guy. Um, today is a very sad day for Filmo Hour, formerly known as GM Web3, formerly known as GM NFTs, formerly known as Smoking Jackets. I want to go that far. Um, you know, today in, 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 in this bull market's first major correction, uh, we have lost, we have lost one of our greatest, most fearless, strongest, uh, bulls. We have lost a man that, that accepted to step into a ring with a man 10 inches taller than him, uh, in the, in, in, in the middle of the, the, the desert of Dubai, we, 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 we lost a man that, that, you know, that, that, that is growing his hair to lengths never seen before. Um, I mean, Mando, you know, top family member of, of our fallen soldier. Uh, you know, how are you this morning? How are you feeling? It's an emotional day. It's an emotional it day. I woke up. Uh, it just felt like any other day. It felt like any other day today. And then I saw Bitcoin just slowly go lower. And then I, I opened up my chats and I, it's just disaster. Like, I don't, I don't know really how else to describe it. Just, just got me really emotional. Um, he's been with us for so long. Um, and I just don't know, I'm just not going to see him again. And it just feels, it just feels really emotional at this, at this stage. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a rare occurrence that we saw you, you know, bull posting saying you're long and you saw our fallen soldier who I shall not name yet. I just did it because it just felt like the right time, you know, like it just felt as though you know, a rebirth <laughs> as one life dies, another begins. Hmm. <laughs> Lana's hitting 82 as we speak. I'm, 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 I'm he would have loved to see it if he was alive. I can't believe you lost Tommy. He carried us through $800 ETH. He carried us through. 11 red candles in a row. Ah, anyways, anyways, anyways. I think, uh, I think that was a good memorial. And, uh, yo, 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 what up, what up? Good morning, good morning, GMG. <laughs> Tuesday, January 23rd, 2023. Look at that. Another beautiful date. <laughs> beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to run it back because that is definitely not the vibe I'm looking for here this morning. And I love how Ovi on video was eating this entire time as Mando and I are just riffing off. Totally improvising, by the way. Did not tell anybody anything before going on. Ovi, Mando, good morning. <laughs> Was he just eating lemons, by the way? Was he that? <laughs> no, he's sitting there eating a lemon. It was cheese. Oh I was eating cheese. Oh, oh my yeah. god, it's so funny. I love snacking on cheese, by the way. That's like my snack of choice every day. It's a good snack. Cheese is yeah. a good snack. It's a healthy snack, by the way. Ovi, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm, yeah, feeling good. 
on a, on a more positive note, you know, FOMO Hour hits its hit its two thousand follower on X. I was just looking at that two seconds. Wow, ago. up only. So, up only, you know. Tracking uh, a new audience, I am now. See, when's it gonna break ETH price? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's going to break it first, us going up or ETH going lower? We don't know yet, but I do want to see more Fs in the chat uh, for, for our fallen soldier, of course. So today on the show, today, today, let me get those topics out. Uh, market updates and moves, you know, as usual, you know, another day, uh, another opportunity to get dumped on by, uh, by Barry Silburn and Grayscale. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's really just like another day. What's the reverse of another day, another dollar? Because it's, it's going the other way around. Uh, definitely not another dollar. Uh, <laughs> uh, this and that. Um, you know, NFT market as usual. Solana, Bitcoin, ETH. There's a, a few things going on there. Actually, it's kind of heating up if you ask me with like kind of crypto not being uh, for sure, for sure. There's a lot of cool stuff happening on that front. A lot of, a lot of great news that were picked up on uh, Mendel Minutes. I'll probably go be running through that this morning. Uh, and then last but not least, <laughs> we'll be joined by Andrea and Antonio uh, of Palm Foundation actually could chat all things Palm. Chat with what's going on with them, whatnot. We just did a video with them at uh, and Joe Lubin actually in Miami. Art Basil was a great one at the R House. They were our partners there. So uh, excited to have Andrea for the last 15 minutes of the show to chit chat about what's happening in that ecosystem. Uh, and as usual, this show is powered by Ledger. So without further ado, whew, why don't we shake this? Um, this you know what? I think Ovi has a lot to say this morning. Why don't we go to Ovi first? <laughs> Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. What's the word? Hey guys, yeah, so I mean, there's not really much new today. Yesterday we had the largest um, grayscale out, uh, GBTC outflow, which I think was 640 million, but there was also, it was also the third largest BlackRock ETF inflow. So the net number, the, the net outflow yesterday was just like 75 million. It, wasn't, it was still net outflow, but it wasn't a large net outflow. Um, it looks like this morning, Grayscale, trans, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust transferred another 660 million or so to Coinbase. Um, I don't know like how much of that is like get, get sold. Um, it, looks, it, it seems like yesterday the, num the amount that was, the outflow was larger than the amount tr um, transferred. So I'm not really sure, but um, it just seems like to me, you know, the market's slower because there's continued outflows from GBTC and everyone is looking at that total assets number, which is still north of $20 billion for GBTC. And I guess the fear is like, what happens if, um, you know, the inflows from the other ETFs start to slow down or start to get outpaced by the outflows by GBTC? And then um, we're going to be in a pretty ugly situation. Um, the other thing is like, you know, we've, we've had the ETFs have still shown a net inflow of like 1.1 billion in, in the last seven days since it started and we've still dropped this much in price so it's like you know how much more would we have dropped had it had we not had an, an inflow created um i think that's why i've been a bit more like bearish i guess this morning because it just seems like a ton of people would have had that G gptc was trading at like a 50 cent discount over a year ago and that discount is now zero so there's a ton of people who are, have been in the money who are able, able to monetize that after it the ETF conversion and actually get out of that trade. And that's the part that's more worrying. It's not worrying if someone sells GBTC to buy the BlackRock ETF because that's like a net neutral flow, right? But if someone had like this great GBTC trade on and then they, they're now selling that, which they're up they're up massively on it, right? They, they bought it at a 50 cent discount to, to Bitcoin. And in that same time, Bitcoin has tripled in price. So, and if people did that on l large amounts of size, they've, they've really, really crushed it. So 
if you're seeing an unwind of that trade now, um, a lot of that money isn't flowing into other ETFs. And I think that's the risk. The risk is that like we've had this point where um, inflows have outpaced outflows, but we're, you're starting to see the outflows increase. You're starting to see the inflows decrease. And what happens if they cross? And what happens if in seven days you actually end up erasing the entire net inflow created by ETFs? And what happens if it gets worse than that? Because the number of you know, that total value of north of $20 billion in GBTC is like a very high number. So I think like that's my concern. And I think that's the risk here. Um, I just fi- I just find it hard to see us like rallying until either they just stop selling because the outflows are done and Bitcoin's at a low enough price where people are like, I don't want to sell it anymore. So I don't think that 20 billion number goes to zero. It's probably some portion of the way through that. Um, uh, but we just don't, I mean, I just don't know. Like, I don't know how much more there is to go. And it's one of those things, like as the price goes lower, it kind of gets worse because people are like, you know what, I'll just get out the trade or it reduces demand for uh, for Bitcoin ETS from from the, the newer buyers. So, yeah. So, see, so I would, the only argument, I think that's, that's, um, uh, that's true. What has been the total outflow from from GBPTC? Three point three billion. So the other side of that is that one billion of that was FTX. Yeah. Right. right. So the other side of it is that some of it was actually for selling, and I think they still have a position. But if you remove that, then you also have a slightly different scenario of right. We could see, like, if that starts to slow, then you start to see a much bigger inflow picture. Um, and that rotation becomes slightly stronger. The the new news I felt like today was 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 the other stuff. It was like Mt. Gox is about to start distributing something like a billion worth of Bitcoin yeah. to people. Um, everyone's dunking on Bitcoin, so maybe you see some outflows even from the the nine. But this morning I saw the like nine. the nine Fidelity saw inflows straight straight away. A bunch of the other ETFs seem to see inflows right in the open. So. I don't know. Like, I feel as though it, it's easy to get bared up on that right now. But like, when I saw the FTX headline, I actually thought that was like a really bullish headline because I was like, if FTX has been the majority of the GBTC selling, then this is really more a temporary thing, and we could continue to see big inflows um, as a net over the next like month or two because volumes have still been really, really high um, across. Which indicates you know it's still been a, a relative success um that's the only other thing i would say is like a it, you, it might accelerate but it also might dissipate like there's two halves to that it could it could get worse because everyone gets a bit more bared up and everyone wants, wants to get out of bitcoin but also we could see like well if ftx stops selling then it could be it could be starting to turn so i think um that the ftx thing was yesterday and so that's done that's so if we sort of see like additional outflows after the FTX is done that I think that's kind of bearish. It means there's more to go. So they're like this morning, there was another 660 million transferred like after FTX. Right. So, and yeah. so, and, and yesterday as well, which is also after FTX because the FTX headline came out yesterday that they had sold last week. So we had an additional they still have a position, no? Um, I don't know how much they have left. I think um, they have quite a big position. I need to double check how big, but I'm pretty sure yeah. they do. So I think um, it could be them, them as the seller. But um, yeah, it may it may well be, but which um, makes it more. But I don't know. But I'm I'm I need to look yeah. at their balance sheet. I think no one really knows, like unless you're like in the ins- on the inside seeing all these flows. No, or if you like, work at grayscale, like you don't really know like how much more there is to come. 
I think that's the problem. Like we don't we, of that of that twenty billion number. The question oh, no, is how much more zero. They have no more. Yeah. They have no more. Right. So one point two billion dollars have been sold after FTX, like non FTX flows at least. So that isn't that terrible though. So it's pretty bad. Like two two biggest two of the biggest outflow days in a back to back post FTX. But it's outflows. We already spoke about this. Like it's not really outflows. It's just like somebody may, maybe transferring to a to one of the other ETFs. So the net, yeah, I mean the the net number at the end of the net, day has been a small, not including, yeah, uh, not including FTX is like yeah. two, right? Has been a small negative, but if it if that changes, like you're still getting people, you know, getting out of it. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean it's, I mean sure, uh, I guess we're gonna dump a little more, but I don't think it's I don't think they're just gonna rip a twenty billion dollar sale for like the next two months, right? Uh, and do this every day, or unless this is what's expected of them. Do, no, do, I don't know. think they're selling twenty. Yeah, it's not, it's, but I just don't know what that number is. Is it is it two? Is it five? Is it ten? Like, so three and a half so far, right? Yeah, three three, three sold so far. Um, and a lot of people seem to think on a timeline that like it's the ETF spot, but I think people realize that if it wasn't for ETFs, there would just be no inflows <laughs> as well, right? Like, because I think people are mistaken also how much, and am I wrong to say that? Like, Barry Silver and these people needed to sell all this Bitcoin anyways to repay people. Like, they screwed themselves so deep, so deep with Celsius and Genesis, all this good, all that good stuff that they were running, right? Uh, to the ground, mind you, that, you know, if, it's almost like if it wasn't for the inflows that we're getting, which are what, a billion dollars a day as well, right? From 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 the, the, the yeah. 69 or whatever it's they call it. Yeah. So if it wasn't for that half a billion dollar coming in, you could argue that like we'd be in a much rougher spot um, over here. So two sides of the coin, sadly. ETFs have definitely been a good thing for this market. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no doubt in my mind ETFs have been a good thing for this market. I just wanted to mention that because it seems like a lot of people seem to say that it's the ETF's fault, but like there's also missing the other side of the coin. Exactly. It's just like it's, it's one side of reporting there. That's yeah. why. Yes, obviously that means you can sell your GBTC. Like, why if I own GBTC, would I still own it? The only reason I believe is they just GBTC can still be converted in kind, like can be converted into Bitcoin. I think that's maybe one of the only differences. But it's really just more expensive for me to hold it. So you could continue to see outflows, I think, for a while. Right. I guess this is what we're gonna see. Uh, I mean, look, um, one thing's for sure. Uh, it's Johnny Web three here uh posted uh on the timeline we're seeing an osf mando divergence uh what does this mean for ta charting i mean lads what is going on i feel like i feel like um you know i, I don't think like we're disagreeing fighting. actually i think you well, are I, disagreeing uh, if i, I didn't OV's even know he posted OV, that if you go on ovi's timeline right now it's, What's he said? Oh, look at how much! Look, another six hundred mil oh, wow. based the Coinbase. Look at that! Hold on, that's not it. That's it's not just, it. It's not he's it. Posting he's pictures of games What's the next post? What's the next post, Mando? Sorry, guys, it's not looking good. Now, hold on. Now the post after that. Now the post after this. Oh, not this one. Oh, I told everybody to be cautious, and he's dunking on you, Benny, and I. For you know, for what you guys, you guys completely roasted me two weeks ago when I said. It's time to be cautious. And I like and I didn't hear the end Capo, of it. Oh, that's fine. I think Capo, like you're right. Like at this stage, is Capo's just crazy. He's like our own Kramer. Um, and then this infamous tweet. I mean, Ovi, this you sold your account, right? 
I actually missed all of these tweets. Like I've been working all morning. I missed. I missed him go full bear arc. Did um, you see the the gem web the film our group? We have chat? our own chat. We have our own chat where we were talking about like what we should do with some of our treasury. And I think we agreed that we wanted to go along Solana. So I don't really know. Like, hey, hold on, you guys. Posting and what he's been doing. They're not talking about the rock radio, the crypt treasury here. They're talking about their treasury. We yeah. still run two different businesses. Just so everybody knows. I think our holders are happy that we trade our own treasury. If I'm honest. <laughs> hold on a minute. Their treasury. These guys. Sam, put it at the bottom of the thing. But I'm kidding. <laughs> You guys trade that treasury around? That's crazy. <laughs> We're trading this. No, no. Yeah, very, very, very. We're trading it. We're just deciding what asset we should maybe. Yeah, be. very. What happens in the instance that that you guys disagree? Because Mendel, you posted this morning. First time I've touched leverage in a couple of weeks, which is true. Yeah. You haven't leverage traded since ETF approval. Um, feels like since the right time to lay before that, right? Yes. So feel like the right time to layer into some so longs prayers up. Clearly, yeah. thus far, you should be okay for now. For the last hour, that doesn't mean you're going to get yeah, dumped. It's kind of 3x. I mean, you're going to get dumped on by Barry by like 3:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Does he uh, have Solana? <laughs> actually, Gar what about Gary? I, Gary, Barry, Larry. Barry. What's up? I that? think um, I just liked some of the alts here. I, I, I told you I bought some C, C, and I bought some. Uh, you're a super Solana. fan now. Uh, I bought some Solana. Mainly because funding looked pretty decent. In fact, it was negative in, in both of those sort of spots. Huh. It felt the headlines today felt more Bitcoin specific. It was yeah. grayscale, and then it was it was coming out with the um, with Mt. Gox. So everyone was like, "Oh my God, Bitcoin's going to zero. And I sat there going, "Like, well, Sol, Sol BTC's moved down a lot. Say's <laughs> obviously moved down like forty percent in like a, two weeks. Yeah, you sell that if." There's a Mount Gox redemption. I think that could bounce quite well. So I just I just put on some of those. But that wasn't me sitting there going like, oh my God, I want to buy as much Bitcoin as possible. Yeah. Bitcoin's actually barely moved since since I put well, on that trade. It's up like I mean the top gainers are Sui, Blur, Tao seem to be really, really well here. Uh, but you know, the rest of the market seems to be quite wrecked. Um, especially Ethan, it's beta plays, right? Given that like you you we were saying. That I mean, it seems like Tom was saying ETH will be bullish if the BTC TF events are bullish. Sadly, Grayscale also has a lot of ETH. <laughs> I believe over half a million ETH, and not half a million in ETH. <laughs> I'm talking about 500,000 coins. Um, so you know, you know, it's uh, it's not looking great. So therefore, what do you look at? I agree with you on the alt side uh, when it comes to this. But anyways, so that's that seems like what's going on here. We're not going to bore people with too much of that. Uh, there is uh, there's a lot of that going on. Speaking of which, though, you're talking about Mancox. Uh, I, it seems like what there's a payment coming out soon. It was uh, known that there would be a payment, like yeah. yeah. And in the in the world of what we're seeing from ETFs, I think it's they have twenty thousand Bitcoin, which is equivalent of around eight hundred million. Like we're seeing Grayscale basically coming to sell that every day. So in some ways, it feels small in this current environment. Like once you get into tradfi figures, things start to feel very small. But yeah, they've got they've got some to sell. Um, I mean, the other big thing that I think people should be paying attention to is what, what was announced on a macro level today, um, which I thought was really bullish, but but what's been going on in China. So China has, its stock market is at a um, five-year low. Uh, it's been a really shit time, basically, for, for China stocks, particularly those affected by the real estate uh, market. The China 
the China stock market is around five to seven trillion. Um, and the government came out today and said they're going to do a stimulus just shy of 300 billion. Um, now, to put that into perspective, on a relative basis, that's about the same size as the US stimulus announced in 2008. The US um, at that time had a stock market in the teens, trillions, and it came out with a with a 700 million um, top program to help save all the banks and basically save everyone. Like this mm -hmm. is a massive, massive stimulus, like one of the biggest we've seen. If that if that is um, how big they're going to say so, that is a money pr printer go burr moment, like um, <laughs> of a, a scale that we haven't seen for since 2020. Wow, uh, yeah. That is a huge, huge, and you saw stocks rise in China. This isn't hasn't been like fully, fully confirmed. It's the Chinese premier, um, guy called He, he, um, he announced that like they're going to go down this route. But if they do do something like that, then that is like a, another big moment for just like everyone printing money to get out of problems. And I just thought it's tough to if it, I, I just felt like we could bounce. Like I just didn't feel like this was a super bearish day for for markets. Okay, look, uh, we like Stimmy, so uh, there's that one coming up, and hopefully it's going to save everybody. Uh, besides that, um, on the market side, it was just uh, it was just uh, you know good old James Kramer uh, that that seems to that seems yeah that seems what's up with you guys announcing that you'll be back now on the show like you guys it's, it's not an airport Jesus uh, <laughs> he's gonna come back with like a mad mango uh, juice or something. Um, anyways, uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, Ovi, you and Jim Cramer share, you know, share, a, share, share a vision at this point, you know, bear brothers, uh, Jim Cramer says now that Bitcoin is down 20% from its high, I expect a strong stand to be made, but it won't hold because not enough money is coming in. New theme number go down. <laughs> this is to be the new team here. Um, when when are we going back to reverse Jim Cramer uh, uh, thingy going on? Because uh, seems like uh, seems like Jim Cramer has been kind of right uh, for the last week. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. I, I do believe. We will, I, I mean, I'm still really bullish for the rest of this year. I still think we're in a massive bull market and an uptrend. But you know, you just need to be conscious of flows. And this isn't just like for me. It's not just like SEC fud or like you know other just random random things we can't really like um appropriate like an amount to it this is like active selling in size every single day like imagine let me let me put it this way like imagine you have a meme coin right that's like 10 million dollar market cap and you everyone loves it everyone's really bullish on it but like the biggest holder of it is someone is selling like you know a, a shit ton of it every single day and because it's like a meme coin every time he sells it has a big impact like that's what it feels like is what's going on with Bitcoin right now because so much of it, you just know every day there's so much of it that's coming for sale. It's just having a, happening on a much grander scale than it would do for a meme coin. So like I'm really, really bullish and I think these dips are going to become amazing buys for people um, eventually. But it's just like we're all set at a point where like Bitcoin is in the last, I know we're down off the highs, but in the last six months, Bitcoin is still up 30% and a lot of alts are up three to five X, maybe even more than that. So um, like a, some kind of a correction makes sense. And I don't know, like maybe we've had that correction and maybe we've had that dip. Maybe we go higher from here. I'm not really sure. But the only thing that I do know is if we keep, if the, the thing that I'm worried about, I'm, I'm not sure where we go from here. But one thing I am sure about is if we start seeing 
net outflow numbers from ETFs and you start, you see that $1.1 billion net inflow get eradicated, which could happen in a few days, then I think we're going to be um, a decent amount lower from here. And I think that's the risk. And we just have to watch out for that data. That data could change. I don't really know, but it doesn't feel like, you know, I, I was hoping we, we knew about GBTC a while back and I was hoping like after three or four days, they would have sold what they wanted to sell and like the outflows would slow down, but the outflows keep going higher. And yes, there's, there's inflows coming from, from the other nine, but that, that number is slowing as well. So, oh, you know. no. sorry, I was reacting to Mandel, what he just sent us. And it has to do with what you're talking about right now. Oh no. Where's up? Oh no. Oh, <laughs> Celsius network moved $1.2 billion worth of ETH. <laughs> Celsius have got a lot of money. It was a good run. See you guys. Guys, we've all died. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Boom! 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 boom. So just a, a little bounce in ETH. Oh, we're only down seven percent today. Yeah, let's move. Let's move one point two billion there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. Fuck. Oh fuck! Oh. Right, so where do they where do they move it to? Uh, I mean, they are liquidating their whole treasury by the end of this month, I believe. Yeah. So, I didn't realize they had that much ETH left. I mean, it's okay. So this month, there's only seven days left, right? Yeah, I think they they oh, agreed that they would pay back creditors in January. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I thought it was more going to be happening right now. <laughs> I thought they'd largely sold. Remember, like during the first couple of weeks of January, they were selling. They sold a lot of ETH, but I didn't know they had one point two billion left. It's so that, funny, that, man. Headline is so in your face, isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's oh, like you have to read it like five story. times to be like, is that really like? <laughs> So much, yeah. A Jello bite saying I missed inflatable. I think I'm gonna go get my Christmas decorations back out, um, and bring the inflatable back at, behind me. You're right. I mean, so much, you know, like so much for like transparency in the space, right? And everything being on chain, where like Arkham Intelligence can just tell you at any second, like who's selling what and how much and where it's going. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's just comical this day. <laughs> We're just like, it's like. All of us are just like here every day, just getting dunked on. And like, I understand the end of this, uh, dumped on. And then they like, I have so much respect for all of us, like crypto participants, because we can take a lot, man. Like, right? if you're still here, just keep on going. All right. Just keep going. It's just January 23rd, baby. Episode 44. See? Four. 44. Today is episode 44 of FOMO Hour. FOMO is how many letters? Four. Hour four. Four, four. 44. 24. You understand? Like, astrology numerology okay everybody just chill for a minute we'll be fine right right mando i think right. i don't i'm done dude short it all i'm not i'm not encouraging people to sell but i'm just saying like two weeks ago everyone was euphoric and yeah. a lot of people were round tripped whatever they made two weeks ago and so it's yeah. like it's not like it's not like i'm not saying sell here i'm not saying and you know if anything i'm saying like you should average down but like it of just course, goes to show, like, yeah, don't underestimate how things can move and where they can move. Um, and if you make life-changing gains, you're going to take some profits, and that's it. Like, where is um, more than that. where's the next Mogul guy when we need a prayer on the show? 
mean, (laughs) all right. Well, I guess, you know, uh, we shall see where that takes us, uh, ladies and gents. But don't, I would say also, like, we're also a lot of this is like us, like, we're joking around between one another. We're like, okay, let's get dumped on another day. But like, don't just go like panic selling your whole like life just because of like you're seeing all this stuff going on. I'm dying. Like, (laughs) not everything. You know, not everything's going to go, you know, not everything's, you know, all bad now. Okay. Dude, I'm fucking bullish as fuck. I, am I, what? Mando, are you giving in right now? I just, I just showed you the trades. I'm, I'm moving. Okay, I'll go higher. Solana. Okay. Solana. We're Solana Maxis here. We're, uh, we're, we're big manlets on the show uh, with Jupiter coming in. Speaking of which, actually, um, I, that's what I was, I was talking about yesterday, uh, but uh, Meow, who is the <laughs> so funny, only in the space, right? One of the most anticipated drops, airdrops in the space, and one of the biggest builders right now is called Meow. Uh, but he's a Chad, let me tell you that. Uh, but um, Meow yesterday posted uh, on Jupiter, which is arguably one of the most anticipated airdrops this year thus far, and at least uh, what's going on in multiple phases. Uh, drop yesterday that um, the airdrop, of course, goes live on the 31st. But that they ended up launching, um, dropping a launch pad. And I thought that was really interesting guys, and super bullish in general for the Solana ecosystem because obviously a lot of stuff is being built on there. And obviously there's a lot of wealth has been created over the last year in that ecosystem. And so what's going to happen, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts here for the people who don't want to read, they're launching, they're dropping a launch pad. Um, you guys can go see like what's, what's the details of it, whatnot. But what's interesting here is that it's going to come out in twofold. So the Jupiter airdrop is on the 31st, which is massive. But there's another token launching before that. Yeah. Did you see that? Manlets cannot read. Come on. I, I know it's very long. But you know what I did? I actually read it all uh, because yeah. I figured that we need to talk about this today because it's like in positive news, like actually happened in the ecosystem. But um, there's going to be, they're saying first two projects for LFG beta. So LFG is the name of their launchpad. Uh, and so they say, we are trying out a lot of new things uh, with this launch pad and many, many things can go wrong. As such, as we will host, uh, we will host a lower stakes launch first and then finally eat our own dog food with Jupe. So one, a fun coin managed by our good friends OVOL's, uh, OVO's NFT will launch this week um, um, some help from, with some help from me. I will have zero financial stake in it and Jupiter will have zero involvement in the meme coin. And then... They're launching uh, their main coin. What do we think here? What do we think is going to happen here? Of course, like Jupiter airdrop is massive, right? It's as if like, just so people understand, it's as if for ETH, like the Uniswap airdrop just happened all over again. Kind of, right? Is it fair to say? Um, like, And so what do we think here? They're launching a coin first with a project to show the launch pad works, make sure it works and it's battle tested, then launching the Jupiter airdrop. What do you guys think? I haven't seen a DEX do a launch pad before. Normally, the launch pad you'd associate with a, like Binance or Coinbase or one of these like guys. This is interesting because they've got their airdrop, so clearly they they're going to use that to like mm-hmm. encourage projects to, to launch through them. Probably, I guess they get some sort of token allocation. I don't even know, but I've I haven't seen something like this. Uniswap doesn't even do this sort of stuff, right? Like, does Uniswap have a launch no. pad? No, I don't know. Definitely. <laughs> this is this is a new model of of trying to launch coins um, on chain maxis. Uh, I think we'll love it. Obviously, the majority of on-chain coins that we see are shit coins. So I don't really know if that suits having a launch pad um, because you're basically getting in bed with a bunch of shit coins. Um, I'm pretty sure this this group got involved in one yesterday. I wonder if that would have made it to the launch pad. Um, 
but the uh <laughs> we, we really bought a shit coin right before everything nuked <laughs> i love it i love this game um so yeah i don't know it feels like a dangerous game but let's see what happens yeah no 100 percent. what do you think Ovi? i know you've, you've been dabbling on jupiter you've been using dca2 a lot right I think you've, been, you've been dabbling right you don't know little few things <laughs> I think Jupiter's incredible. The, the, the UI on Jupiter is like the UX on Jupiter, the, the user experience is incredible. Like, I almost just use it because it's so nice to use, even if I like, I'm just fucking around. Like, lose everything. Um, it's, it's incredible. And I don't know, like, so yes, like, there are a lot of shit coins, predominantly a lot of shit coins that come on chain, but there are like real projects that launch coins on chain first that perhaps don't get um, tier one listings. And I think. You know, Solana, we, we're expecting a big increase in building on Solana and there'll be more and more to projects and tokens. And I think, um, yes, like it maybe has a reputation for a lot of meme coins right now, but um, I think I shouldn't like discredit any of the people doing, you know, some, some real work on, yeah. on that uh, blockchain and, and more stuff to come that I think could actually benefit from, you know, from the Jupe launch pad. And look, like some people prefer to trade on chain than they do on sexes, like, obviously people who don't pay tax and all that kind of stuff, but um, it is easier. Like, you know, you're operating, like for me, like you're, if you're always operating on chain, it's much easier to just go to connect your wallet and, and transact yeah. than it is to like send your thing to um, another, you know, to a sex and then wait for a number of confirmations and then trade it and, and then back, et cetera. So um, it's- Did you say yeah, no taxes if you trade on chain? Is that a rule? Well, or it's not a rule, but um, if you, don't want to like dox yourself then because ah, right, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Like, i know have, you have to take your money out somehow so you're doxing your dad you'd be surprised at the amount of people who just live on the internet and have no yeah. intention of taking the money out into real real life money and just you know fuck around online like you'd be surprised OSS wallets are also untraceable so yeah i mean it's just osf that's all <laughs> I... <laughs> No one will find me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 pr I'm proud, proud of all my trades. <laughs> I'm proud of your trades too. Uh, I say they could have a lot of them with you, but <laughs> it's, oh my god, it's like, oh, anyways, it's all a lot. It's all a lot. So that's going on. I would, I would just say like the reason why I want to bring it up today though the jupiter things like you guys like listening to this like should pay attention to what's happening on jupiter like this is seriously could be something really big and like the 31st is seven days away we could be so back by then you know where it's one day everything's done yeah. one day everything's back like the market sentiment can completely change starting next week and like it, you could see things take a good turn for the better and for what it's worth like just because majors and soul and some the altcoins are getting decimated it does like the NFT market. It's like the it's not like all the crypto's dying. Like when we we've seen that historically, like Bitcoin will go down and stuff like that, figure itself out. But like NFTs will still pop. Like meme coins will still pop. But you have maybe in US dollar terms, like your opportunity is a little lower. But you can still still stack all the coins that you're you know going after. There's still some really good trades out there. Which leads me to the second thing that I wanted to talk about today. And I see our our guest is in the is in the studio already. But um, non fungible DAO, which was like announced like a Magic Eden thing, right? And so looks like there's a lot of stuff brewing on the NFT side. Um, that was announced yesterday. Looks like there's going to be a token, right, uh, with the ticker signed NFT uh, that is going to be launched. And so the non per non fungible DAO, they're saying uh, introducing uh, NF DAO uh, powered by NFT. Non fungible DAO will be a community owned decentralized organization on a mission to develop and drive adoption on the protocols that will power the future of NFT commerce. 
And so it also says that it was originally developed by Magic Eden. Um, no, sorry. Nonfiction owns and governs the best open source technologies which were developed by Magic Eden. Yada, yada, yada. You know how it works. I know what this is. This is we, Magic we, Eden coin. We don't have to claim that it's not. <laughs> okay. So anyways, Magic Eden is pretty much in the business of coins. And uh, what do you guys think here? I mean, that team, I have to say, and we've said it a lot, and every time there's news, like they are really just plowing through this. I like this. I think this could be this could be pretty big. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, I think it could. Like it's a very popular platform, yeah. Um, they they yeah. brought out a new wallet. They brought out a new like open source platform mm -hmm. now for development, and they brought out a new coin. Like Magic Eden are doing everything that OpenSea are not doing. Uh, well, I guess OpenSea did bring out a wallet, but um, they're definitely going down a more aggressive Web three route. We like that. We like that team. There yeah. were periods where it felt like they were jumping from one ship to the other, but now they're like leading. I think. Yeah. Um, team is strongest in many different yeah. fields, so I think I think people are way way more on board with that. Yeah, I think this is definitely a case of credit goes with credit is due. I mean, what do you think, Obi? What do you think this could mean for the NFT market? Right, like you saw obviously on the Blur side, Blur did bring a lot of liquidity at first and worked out. I mean, right now one of the only tokens that's up is actually Blur. <laughs> uh, so what's uh, what do you think this this means for for the like overall NFT market? Um. It should be good. I think you know NFTs have become a bit of a weird one because it's, it feels like there's not really much real volumes anymore, and a lot of the volumes are just farming. And whether you know, I know Blur is is finishing, but there are other platforms where you can farm. Obviously, there's a lot of farming on Solana right now. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Just I think we'll have another NFT season again. And I think it, I do think it just comes after like a big crypto rally. I think that makes more sense to me. But yeah, it's just. You know, compared to like you know, if you're if you're around here in 2021 and even the first half of 2022, the NFT market was completely different. Like there was just so much focus on every new project that came out, so much volume going through, and people trying to get stuff with good traits and everything. Like it was it was a very super interesting market, and it just got very commoditized very quickly. And now it just seems like there's not really any. I mean, there's not a ton of real volume compared to what there used to be. So I don't know. Like I think um, it would be nice to see it come back and. I just, I just don't feel like you know. There's in the past, a lot of these platform tokens, they would go back into you know the stim stimmies would go back into the NFT market, and it just feels like it's not going back into the NFT market right now. It's going to to other places. Yeah, notably like meme coins for what it's worth. So we'll see where that takes us. But it looks like on the NFT market side, uh, just to go over that uh, quickly here, let me pull up Dgens. I mean, stuff's still running. You know, not still doing pretty well i did see the autoglyphs you see all that two two autoglyphs moved otc from uh from the yeah. larva labs collection uh so you love to see that i don't know if the prices were disclosed but i'm assuming it's high up there right there were gorgeous glyphs that moved um oh, really nice ones yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they're they're like they were like let me show you i'm sure rd posted about them but there's some they were from the larva labs collections these two at the oh, bottom. Yeah, man, nice. yeah no wait that's the same one um, it's, uh, there was a post about him. I guess he put, there it is. These two, this one's nice. Oh yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Love these. So that was amazing. The first one's yeah, cool. So cool. Uh, so they moved from the collection. Uh, and again, on the art side, I mean, the Sotheby's auction ended and, and I don't know if you guys saw that, but the cat, the quantum cat got $240,000. Yeah. It's wild. Um, wild. That is wow. a very high sale, I would say. Traditionally, that's, that's sometimes led to good projects. Like we saw that with like Invisible Friends. 
we saw that with what other projects did like a one of one sale on Sotheby's just before they launched. Um, I don't think many did on Sotheby's. Maybe it's open sea. Sotheby's like, is, is like a pretty aggressive place to to do a one of one sale beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it maybe justifies now the four thousand dollar price tag for the NFT. Um, but yeah, that's super high. You had the, I think people got airdropped this magic ticket on for Magic Eden, which people are now speculating will be somehow related to the airdrop. Interesting. Um, doodles, doodles keep going, man. Um, doodles are running. Doodles are running. News out. No one knows what it is, but it's coming. Um, they're nearly cool, two and a cool half. Cool cats to buy doodles. Cool cats to buy doodles to buy Disney. Uh, cool cats also moving. I, I think doodles no. acquired black. <laughs> doodles to apply background. Well, they bought. You know what Doodles did do, which I think a lot of people didn't appreciate. They bought that studio. Great, um, by the way, incredible buy. Like we we had them on the show. Remember, the CEO came on talk yeah. about that. Um, and that apparently has been a complete game changer for their business. Like mm -hmm. that that business still operates independently to Doodles and makes a ton of money, like yeah. tons and tons and tons of money. Very smart. So it's really helps their their cash flow. I think of the business compared what to. For example, like if you were to look at that versus Moonbirds, you'd be like, where's the money coming in? Doodles now have a cash flow generating mm -hmm. business in the heart of their own business. So that does help them. I think it does help oh. them. They paid a lot for it. But now um, in terms of runway, I think they're in a much better spot. Th these people get paid like hundreds of thousands to do some of the, the shorts that they make. So um it's uh, That's it's true. like Grey Wolf, is it? Or oh, I forget the name. No, it's of it. something. It's a yellow uh, gold. I forgot the name, but I know we hosted them when they came on and they acquired them. It was really good. And Golden Wolf. Golden Wolf. Golden Wolf. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's going down, and they're so doing really saying well. Maybe something to do with that. I I don't know, but like th that's a proper studio mm -hmm. that has changed that whole company. I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a very good acquisition from them. Um, still going on, on the NFT side. I mean, you had a rise in, um, let me see on the ETH side quickly, and then we'll go on. Uh, Zuki's up back up at 7-2. Pudgy's still, I mean, they're they're just strong, right? They're holding that line pretty strong after a very sharp move up. Pong still above 64 ETH. Some nice sales yesterday again. Uh, love to see that. The apes seems to have bounced a little bit, so they're back above 25 um, ETH. Uh, Doodles, you guys have seen, but it's kind of like the talk of town right now. It's jumped a lot from the lows. over 2x, right, from the lows, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so 240, um, and then the rest of the market, like the, on the NFT side, like even MeBits, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of chatter about them based on the Larva Labs pump and everything saying like, yo, like, you know, MeBits are also like that third Larva Labs project, blah, blah, see Sergito and everybody like buying them, buying them up. I saw Token Angels buying seven more, Jimmy and a bunch of people, Cool Cats. I mean, even Danny, even Danny bought Cool Cats, which is wild to me. <laughs> took a, took a, took a break from buying all this generative art to, to sweep a couple Cool Cats. So on the end, the pandas we mentioned yesterday, still building, still doing really well, uh, and whatnot. And even yesterday I mentioned, like, I think it was Tyler that swept y'all's floor, like on the red guy front. Um, so days, yeah. yeah, a couple of days ago, soul front, I mean, done dead's natural retracement after this big pump the other night, magic ticket is a big conversation of the, of the moment, which you already mentioned It's up 50% today. Uh, the Frogano seems to be holding pretty well around the six uh, soul, and then of course OVOL, like uh, Oval's project, pumped like crazy after like Meow announced that the first launchpad like token that's going to come out of Jupiter is going to be their token. So obviously that jumped a ton. Um, and on the rest of the side, Mad Lads are seemingly getting some sort of a pullback uh, for for the people trying to join that community. 148 soul, and soul is you know about 35 percent down from its highs. So um, in dollar terms. 
some good entries on the Solana NFT side of things. And then last but not least on the Bitcoin side, yesterday's meta protocol, remember yesterday I talked about this airdrop that a lot of people got for like being recently active wallets on Bitcoin. So that thing ended up going to 0.024 Bitcoin for, which is like a thousand, like it was like $1,200 a peak or something, or maybe it still is. I don't know exactly know with Bitcoin being so volatile, right? But that seems to have worked out pretty well. And a reminder and shout out, I do want to give shout out to one of our listeners actually, uh, Leinster that wrote a tweet about this, explaining to people what to do with this. So I need to go do that. So you can self-transfer it. And it's kind of like a game. And once you transfer it to a wallet, so you can transfer it to yourself, that's what at least Dees told me he did that worked for him. You, it will activate something and it's some sort of a game and it's going, you're going to be like mining rune token for having this. So I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what's going on exactly. Nobody really does, but I'm kind of liking this. <laughs> I kind of, I mean, I didn't pay for it. So obviously I like it, but you know, um, there's something going on here. And it makes me really intrigued because that's a lot of the stuff that people thought weren't possible in ordinals, right? Due to the cost. And it's kind of happening. Like, mm. are we seeing the birth of the first shitcoin like that? Like happening through an airdrop? I don't know. But um, but maybe you should have bought these puppets, Mando, because you've gotten that airdrop to you too. Uh, had yeah. you done? So I know I got some. I got, I got some of the airdrop. Oh, oh, wait. Frogs. You have puppets? No, I have frogs. Oh, frogs. Oh, yeah, the frog. Oh, you have the Bitcoin frogs. It's true. So that airdrops at 0.024 right now. So we'll see uh, where that takes us. But it's current Bitcoin price. So Bitcoin's worth 32K. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you flinch for a second? Obi was like, told you so. Uh, anyway, so that's about it. So it's about a thousand dollars. But anyways, 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 why don't we bring, why don't we bring our special guest of the day uh, on the show? Where's Lardy? Where's Lardy? Where's Andrea? Hola. Andrea, hola, hola, como estas, Andrea? How are you doing today? Como estamos? Very excited to be here. I am like pinching myself to be on the phone. <laughs> Come on. It's Come like on. Big, big fame for, for Lerdi for sure. <laughs> no! So thank you so no. much for Hey, Andrea, thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you, you guys at Palm Foundation, of course, for being great partners and great friends of ours. Uh, the conversation we had at Basel was great. Uh, I saw the clips starting to go out, but that was a good one uh, with Joe, of course, Papa Joe Lubin, uh, talking about, you know, all things Palm, what you guys are going on with, you know, Polygon and, and all the stuff you guys have been announcing uh, right before the holidays, right? Which is a lot. Uh, and there's a lot going on in your ecosystem for sure. Uh, you know, so we were speaking of NFTs. Wasn't it DC Comics? They did like huge launches DC on Palm. Comics, Damien Hurst, the currency is also on Palm. I have um, it right Yeah, exactly. Right where is it? Right there. You see it? Right there. With you. That's a good one also. <laughs> oh, it's nice. Yeah, I, 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 like my, I like my currency a lot. Um, kept one of the NFTs though. Still on Palm. Um, and, um, and definitely uh, claim one of them. So, you know, Andrea, maybe give us a TLDR. What's happening in your ecosystem? You know, I know you guys made a lot of announcements on the Palm side. We talk a lot about, you know, different um, chains here, L1s, L2s. I think it's good to get a little update of what's happening on the Palm ecosystem. Absolutely. TLDR is we migrated from a POS, POA chain to a Polygon CDK, which is a POS chain now, um, last year, and we're on our way to become a CKEVM chain by this half of the year. Um, I know that you're all talking about Jupiter and how they're battle tested, but if you want to talk about battle testing, Palm is uh, backed by consensus and by Polygon. And so we're building for not the next five years, but the next 15. 
And we're also launching a token. Uh, this is alpha for everyone. Hold on, uh, we're, we're, we're launching a token this year. I'm not going to tell you exactly what date, but it's coming soon. Um, and so we're very excited to, you know, we've been heads down working to improve the platform, the bridge. Um, I know people were having issues with that. So we have basically improved all of the infrastructure on the Palm side um, in preparation for the token launch. And in, in order to gear up for that, we also launched the Palm uh, Collective, which is a DAO of the network uh, last week. Uh, it's a, a governance as a service tool. Um, so basically anyone that creates a Palm ID, which is a, a, an abstraction layer account, um, can then uh, verify up to three verifiers and then anyone with a click through can create a DAO. Why does that matter if you create a sub DAO within the Palm Collective? Because that's a way that you'll be able to unlock grants in the form of Palm token. And so we're inviting everyone to, you know, come to the Palm Collective. You have it linked in the in the space. Um, yep. in the space. Uh, we've pinned it at the top of the Twitter spaces. Exactly. So go to the Palm DAO, follow the Palm DAO uh, and the Palm Foundation to get mm -hmm. the, the alpha as, as it comes along. And the other thing that we're doing to incentivize people to join the DAO is we opened up a call with the, with the biggest Latin American art fair called Sonamaco. So anyone, we're doing a call for uh, digital artists uh, from anywhere in the world. You, the only thing you need to do is first mint your artwork on the Palm Network, then create your Palm ID and then submit it to the Palm DAO. Super Chief um, uh, Gallery NFT is one of the curators and Glam Beckett from uh, Sad Girl Bar is the other oh curator. They're going to be curating five, three to five pieces to be showcased in the Palm Collective booth at Sonamaco. It's the only instance where an artist can access this fair without gallery representation. And we're gonna have a, sorry for the meters, but I don't know this on feet, but it's gonna be five to three feet uh, screen for, for us to be showcasing the curator, um, the curated art on this fair. Why is this important for us? Because we're bridging digital art and why this is here to stay and why it matters to traditional spaces. Um, so people that are only used to buying physical art pieces are for the first time going to be able to see digital displays and also hopefully begin to understand the consequences of that. Okay, wow, this is really cool. By the way, shout out to Super Chief. Love Ed, love that team. We've done some work with them prior. We will be doing a lot of work with them in the future as well. So uh, really good people when it comes to art. Sonamaco, I've heard of Sonamaco before. It's super cool. I mean, massive, massive, like gigantic art fair uh, in Latin America, but kind of like to the world as well. Like it's really important. So if you're an artist listening to this, like there's a lot of opportunities right now and it's probably like less crowded type of opportunities. So like jump, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like go for it uh, if you're trying to put your art out there. Yeah, right. the only thing is, I forgot, if you get, if you get curate, curated, you get a $500 grant. And then all of the submissions go to a Palm Collective DAO boat. Sick. To, yeah. And the winner gets $1,500 from the Palm Foundation. So in addition to getting your art display, you get some cash as well. So yeah. Okay, so the reason I wanted to like touch out, uh, double, double down on this, because I know we have a lot of artists that listen to the show. So it would be really cool, like, I think for y'all, like, if you want a good opportunity to build uh like to put you know your name further and and be represented at one of these uh conferences um and big art fairs this is one of them uh, especially because it's super chief and glam beckett is awesome i uh, love yeah. her art and her one of ones and all that work i remember looking into that like two years ago when when sad girls bar right sad girls bar yeah. the project came out 
and uh and it was really cool so big fan and i think it's super cool that you're doing that so a lot of artists down there i see y'all i see y'all i see ryan koopmans i see sarah script you know i see a lot a lot a lot of names uh down there that are familiar a lot of even even i like tabs you should submit your memes <laughs> but you know <laughs> yeah we love memes, you memes you know, seriously like you get a grant throw a meme in one of the biggest actors in the world that would be crazy you know, like five to play that would be amazing yo like, let's make that happen people. Let's make that, yo, let's make that, yo. But I, I don't know if you want to see I like tabs as memes and they have between us, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely like, questionable memes. <laughs> but Ovi, like, yo, put your, you should, you should, uh, maybe Ovi's too big, it's not fair. Don't put your art in there. Uh, but honestly, it's it's like a really big art fair. Like, it's a huge deal. Like, Sona Michael's like not, like, it's really, really a big deal when it comes to the art world. So definitely touch down that. I know Palm is doing a bunch of, I mean, Andrea's like whole purpose is like elevating creators and all that stuff. Now my Palm, entire so. life is about elevating creators yeah. in the web three space, especially diverse creators. And I'm really happy to, I don't know how I got this job, but I'm happy that it helped me, you know, actually do the thing that I'm very passionate about. So you know, I love that. Here. <laughs> so, you know, you're saying why build on Palm, which is why you were just touching on, like battle tested, obviously with the backing of consensus, which I, you know, I know they're putting a lot of, you know, effort, uh, time, money, everything into, into that as well. I got to sit down with you and Joe Lubin for an hour in Miami. So I heard it from the, I mean, we heard it from the, from what it, what's the saying from the mouth of the, whatever. The the from the mouth of the, the mothership, I call it. Yeah, whatever. The mothership's mouth. So I heard it all myself, which is really cool. Love to see that. So what's the outlook now? Like, what are we looking into in 2024? You know, of course, like we're talking about the market right now. That's just like, that's short term, right? Because yeah. we cover market trends, obviously. But 2024 is still looking like an incredible year ahead of us. So what's what's in store for you? Like, what are you guys excited about Palm Network for 2024? Well, for us, we're excited for people to just start building and trying uh, the new POS chain and, and the new technology that we're, you know, putting out there for people to build in. We have new documentation in docs.palm.io uh, docs, docs for any dev to just start building on the Palm network as well. And what I think makes us incredibly special is we are building for the creator and this chain is by and for the creator. But the other thing that we are very good at and continue to explore is how to bring brands um, into this space and have them connected with their fans and, and creators. No? And so we already have in the network Candy Digital that has the DC comic, Huge. MLB, um, NASCAR, WWE, etc. So we also want to position ourselves as a network where the where big brands for sports and entertainment can start a, you know dabbling into Web3 and having them transition in a, in a, into a chain and into a secure space. Uh, as you were saying, we are battle tested. We are backed by the two biggest, uh, you know, companies in this space. And so what we really want to do is <clears throat> show brands that might have been, you know, spooked <laughs> by 2023 and, and all of the, the things that happened and, you know, rightly so they're skeptic again. Of course. Bring Palm with all of the influence and all of the backing that it has and, position it as a place where brands, fans, and creators can all commune and hopefully start a new, a new, I don't know if a bull a bull run, but a new iteration of of Web3 where first it was DJs, then it was speculation, and now it's more of a mass adoption. And so what we want to do is no code tooling, easy to use, you know, um, systems, which is basically what we've done with the PAMDAO. You don't need to speak dev to use the DAO system now. Thank God. Um, 
can, exactly, you can build your own your own house. So complicated. You can, <laughs> you can tailor to your communities. You can let them tell you what they need. And especially for brands, I think this is important. And we were talking about this in in Miami, but you know, for the creator, of course, we went with three. We want power. We want to be able to commercialize. We want to be able to do a peer to peer. But for a brand they're like but why would we care we're very happy with the status quo <laughs> we tell you what to buy you buy it but that's i think that's ending and, and we're in a paradigm shift where now we're entering an influence economy where the consumer expects to have a say on what the brand is building and what they're going to consume and so turning the consumer feedback into a DAO mechanism where the actual company allows their consumers to have a say on the roadmap and the and the and the products that they build and you know put up for sale is going to be a pivotal for them to hopefully you know mm -hmm. survive so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to have a very easy you know shift for a brand to join the space and an easy uh, and an easy path also for someone that's crypto curious that doesn't necessarily know how to uh, spin a, an NFT or trade or, or all of these things, but just wants to learn more about the technology. We also have the Palm Academy for that. So if you are a teacher, if you have something something to share, the Palm Academy will also become a DAO. Anyone can submit a class and then the DAO will vote on who teaches the class. So you can create your own curriculum. And in the end, for each class that you take, you collect a soulbound token called proof. So you're creating your CV so that the community itself will let you know if you're good, if you did this, if you did that, if you learned, if you built, so that we can all refer and hire each other instead of just trusting, I went to Harvard or I have a debt of millions of dollars to get education. So that's another hope for, for, for Bob. So let me ask you something, because I know for a fact you guys are doing a lot for creators in general, like not just you know, like artists and creators in general, like. So maybe someone like ourselves, like want to start a show or a learning mechanism or a course or something like that. I know for a fact, you get, that's your mission, which is really cool. What is the best way to direct everyone? Cause it's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Where, where was the best way to direct someone that is genuinely interested right now in joining you guys after listening to the show? To the Pandao, that Pandao.app is the best way where you can, you know, start learning from us out of there. You'll see everything. The, you you have the the Pam Dao app basically you can ah thank you so yeah if you go there the first thing you would do is create your Palm ID once you create your Palm ID it's like three clicks cool. you can bear you can add verifiers so you add your mail your Twitter or your Discord um, and so you can then start collecting you can participate in in the grant you can participate in a boat you can um, create a community, you can build on Palm. And through that, you can also become a member of the Palm Academy, of the Palm Foundation, of the different DAOs and sub-DAOs that will start creating. Some from the Palm, like a contributor, you know, contributor phase, and others from just the community building their own things. And so if you see those four things, uh, can you scroll back up? Oh, mm -hmm. Those are the four tools that we have on the DAO, no? The Palm ID is the first one because we want security in the Palm network. You can have a pseudonymous, but at least you know that you're talking to a human. The community is the sub-DAO, so anyone can just create a sub-DAO. And the proofs are the soulbound tokens that give you membership to the different communities and Planet Collective proper and allow you to also prove that you took a class, you built something, you went to an event, you came here, you came there, you, uh, et cetera. 
And then the grants are just for you to get either fiat or token or pound token grants. And if you scroll up a little bit more. Uh, up or down? It's up, up. Up here? Uh -huh. Up, up. There's like a spinning D, that one. That spinning D, once you create your Palm ID, you can oh, collect. Oh, there it is. Uh -huh. That's pinning D, that's the membership proof of the Palm Collective. So once you once you claim your Palm ID, you, you become a member of the Palm Collective and that will give you the ability to vote on the DAO of the Palm Network and help us, you know, decide how we build it, where we're going. Mm -hmm. This is a community network. And so we want to hear from you all of the decision-making uh, process once the, the token comes out will be happening through this DAO. And you'll have, you'll need both things. You'll need pound token and you'll need the proofs to unlock the different boats. So if you want to learn about Palm, the Palm Collective is where you should go. Um, and you'll start building, start using it and, you know, start telling us also, giving us feedback about what you want to see next. And we'll start having more boats for you to choose artists, for you, you know, protocol decisions. Everything's going to be happening throughout that application. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, listen, palmdao.app, P-A-L-M, P-A-L, P-A-L-M-D-O-O.app. It's all in there. It's really cool when it comes to creator uh, in the creator economy. Take it from me. Like, I've been a creator for a long time, and I, I genuinely think it's cool. I'm not trying to posture or anything. And I know you guys also give a lot of money away and put people on places. So, like... May as well go and get it if you're listening, right? Before the masses come in. This is like the easiest opportunity you have in crypto to like go and catch grants. Like take it now while you have it. So Andrea, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being an awesome partner and looking forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much. Me too. And thank you for everything you do. I'm a big fan and thank you for having me. This was great. Thanks, Andrea. Ciao. Bye. All right. All right. Well, that puts an end to this show, um, to this quite bearish show. Uh <laughs> But hopefully, Mando, tomorrow uh, our buy will be fixed. Don't worry. He'll be like ultra bull posting again in like maybe like a month. Uh, but it's okay. Well, it'll take time. But anyways, we'll, we'll be back. But with that, with that, with that, we will see you all tomorrow morning, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of FOMO Hour on Rug Radio. Let's go. <laughs>